and he suggested CBD. And at that time, I'm in Delhi, and there was absolutely I I didn't even know something like this existed. But advertising and marketing of the product has been the biggest biggest challenge for us. But primarily, what really worked for us, and I'm saying this very proudly, is that the product uh, that you know we've built is extremely good in quality. And uh, our primary source of education and marketing has been Instagram. There's been many, many moments uh, where I questioned my decision, but I never, ever once regretted it. Purpose will, you know, override passion by miles. So just keep at it, persevere, thick skin, and strong brand promise. Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast, where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host Savita Nanjappa, entrepreneur, high-achieving nine-to-fiver turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-to's, and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Hi and welcome back to the Success with Savita podcast. And on today's episode, I'm going to be talking to Richard Jaggi, who's the co-founder and chief marketing officer of the wellness brand Aushad. Aushad is a South Delhi-based cannabis wellness startup with a vision to revolutionize the wellness space in India while providing profound and long-term physical and mental health and wellness benefits to their customers. Aushad's products are intensively nap tested and certified in the United States and are licensed under the Ministry of Ayush Government of India. Join me as I talk to Richard Jaggi about building Aushad and also about how full-spectrum CBD products are leading the way in management of stress, anxiety and chronic pain relief. Let's get started. Hi, Richa. Welcome to the Success with Savita podcast. I am very excited to have you on the podcast because I've been following Aushad for a while now and it's not just like in the last three months, but I've been following for a while. In fact, I have a personal um, uh, Instagram account as well. And I am very, very interested in CBD and the whole, uh, I'm, I'm deeply involved in wellness for myself. So I'm very excited to talk to you and hear about how you built this product. So welcome to the show. And um, very excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Savita. And I'm so excited to know that you've been a customer and been following our journey. So I want to know more and would like to, you know, connect and get some feedback also after our call. Of course, of course. So let's start right at the beginning, as always, uh, the journey of Aushad. What made you start Aushad? By the way, I love the name. Um, and what made you start this? What was this? What is the story behind starting this brand? Sure. So actually, uh, it's a purpose-driven organization and we say that very proudly is because there's a very strong purpose attached to it. And the story actually starts before the inception of Orchard, which is back in 2019. So I had a pet uh, by the name of Champ and he was a black Labrador. And uh, around uh, 2019, he was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of perianal cancer. And... Uh, Already, you know, we were with, in talks with our vet and he had already gotten a round of surgery done and we thought he was cancer-free, but it came back. 
And uh, of course, at his age, the doctor did not recommend any invasive surgery again or anything else like that. So it was pretty much just, you know, management of his pain and making sure, you know, like his last days are comfortable. And he suggested CBD. And at that time, I'm in Delhi and there was absolutely, I, I didn't even know something like this existed. I'll be very honest, I had heard of it. But the fact that, you know, uh, it could be given to pets, that it was so, so therapeutic. Of course, I had, uh, you know, uh, I, I traveled quite extensively, so I had heard of it. But the fact that it is that uh, miraculous as a medicine, I had no idea. And I went everywhere from Bombay to Delhi, everywhere I could not find uh, a good CBD source trusted, which was standardized, clinically tested. And obviously, I'm giving it to a, you know, cancer-stricken dog, my pet. Uh, so then, uh, you know, luckily, a friend of mine was traveling to Netherlands at the time. And uh, there, the market is extremely evolved in Amsterdam. So he got back a small tincture for pet CBD, which was for pet. And I started administering that to Jam. And uh, I saw that small ray of hope where there was a slight comfort and a little relief. Obviously, it's not like he would completely, uh, you know, become okay. And he was absolutely bedridden because his hind limbs had given up. So, uh, you know, so I could see that he was in a lot of pain, but he was finally sleeping. He had given up eating. So he was eating again. Uh, but unfortunately, we lost him. He passed away on the 3rd of November, 2019. But that particular uh, memory and that thing stayed with me that I have to do something in this space for sure. And uh, I've, I've had a corporate career spanning around like 10 and a half years. And... When Champ passed away, I was the marketing head at uh, Times Internet. And um, I had completed almost four years there. And then, of course, the pandemic had started, right? And uh, so my co-founder, Shubham, is a friend of mine. And he was moving to the U.S. to start a business because he had studied there. And, uh, you know, we just spoke about it. And he's like, you know, why don't we just start this together? And I said, yeah, so we just kind of combined forces. And then we started Osher. And that's the story. And uh, the silver lining to this story is that uh, the final pet product that we launched actually has the picture of Champ on it, like the caricature drawing. So it's almost like a dedication to him. Oh. And uh, yeah, and, and we do like whatever, in whichever way possible we can, we do, you know, uh, we help NGOs and we try to spread awareness and knowledge because a lot of people are not even aware that it could help pets so much. Mm. So yeah. That is a story. That's a beautiful story. And uh, I have a black lab uh, who's a rescue wow. well. And uh, recently he's been having some growth on his leg. Uh, so I can totally relate. I would not, I would do anything to find a product that would help the pet. Um, and also for us as well. So you started out and at this time, um, did you get to like understand what is the marketplace for Aushad? Okay. What happened next? You decided to launch. What did you launch and how did you come up with your first product? So um, as the story goes, we are obviously extremely excited about, you know, uh, launching something new in the market. And uh, uh, we thought that, you know, we're just going to kill it. But of course, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So before even launching the product and getting to the market response and the market, it's actually the process of getting to making the product available in the market because I'm literally there where there is shortage of material. There is no packaging material. China ports have stopped, you know, and uh, basically we're in the middle of uh, a crisis situation per se for startups, especially who don't have the funds to, you know, because everything was at a premium. 
like 3x, 4x, 5x prices because paper was in shortage. Packaging material, like I, if I show you my mood board, uh, you know, post our call, I'll share that. The vision of packaging I had looked super sexy and, you know, out there and I want to try this because obviously, you know, as a marketing person, you want your product to look cut above the rest. Nothing was available, nothing. I went all the, and in the middle of the pandemic, literally we have, I'm wearing three, three masks because I'm so scared for my life. And my parents' life, obviously, because that time it's so fresh and new, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, my dad is a heart patient, mom's a BP patient, but ab kaam to karna hai. so we went to Sadar Bazaar, which is one of the most, most overpopulated congested area of Delhi. Literally, you know, per square foot, they're like, I don't know how many people, right? And in that uh, crowd, we are there going to, uh, you know, shop after shop, vendor after vendor for bottles, packaging materials, seeing what can happen. So finally, we kind of found a middle ground where I was happy and satisfied. And uh, that's how we cracked our packaging. But again, I finally finished all our outer box packaging. But then I thought, okay, this is not looking as premium as I wanted to look. And, uh, uh, you know, a very close friend of ours also recommended that we change it. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, it went to a complete overhaul. So literally a month before the launch, we did the full packaging again. So what you see it as now, uh, you know, which is the yeah. uh, packaging which you see on our uh, handles and pages was supposed to be yellow, red, green. You know, I'm sure it doesn't even resonate now with a lot of people, but uh, we decided to go the minimalistic route to keep it less nonsense and keep it more about the premiumness of the product than the seriousness of the product. Mm-hmm. And I was look, and I was completely trying to get international at first, right? You know that it needs to look cool, it needs to connect with the audience and all of that. But then we did a full overhaul. So once when we finally launched the product, our first month was just friends and family buying it. Obviously, like with any startup, you know, like that. Uh, yeah. Let's just give you some uh, encouragement. <laughs> yeah. But um, the real uh, struggle started uh, post that because we were not allowed anywhere to advertise you know yeah. from google to uh, you know facebook and I'll, and I'll touch more upon this uh, you know in the course of our conversation but advertising and marketing of the product has been the biggest biggest challenge for us and uh, that's what we've sort of cracked uh, you know over the three years of Osher. and uh, of course we are still uh, you know doing trial and error but uh, that's been our biggest learning and uh, so we were doing a lot of pop-ups you know on ground there are a lot of these uh, small uh, artisan markets that happen. So we were doing that a lot in Delhi. And then we have a lot of aggregator websites also like CBD store, it's hemp, etc. where we started placing our products. But mm-hmm. primarily what really worked for us, and I'm saying this very proudly, is that the product uh, that, you know, we've built is extremely good in quality. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we very, you know, pretty much pride ourselves on. And so the customer kept coming back and the word of mouth spread mm-hmm. quite a bit. And uh, our primary source of education and marketing has been Instagram. Okay. And that, you know, like our posts started getting shared. People, you know, were seeing our uh, our products there. And then, of course, uh, once our ads started working, that's when we got majority of the footfall happening. Okay. I have heard, uh, and I hear you when you're sharing this, because I've heard a lot about how um, you know, marketing is hard for products because there's so many regulations around it. What were your early learning? So the first product was a pet product, or it was the sleep? it was the it was uh, for humans. The pet product actually launched uh, in uh, September October. Uh, my question to you is, what were your 
early learnings, therefore, when you went to market? And did it make you think uh, that, do I want to do this? Did it make you question if you want to go ahead with this? Oh, that is a very interesting question and uh, a major flashback for me because um, imagine leaving an extremely cushy corporate job where you're earning, uh, you know, great money and to leave all of that and start from scratch, zero literally, put in your own money actually, uh, you know. And so, of course, there have been many, many moments uh, where I questioned my decision but I never ever once regretted it. And that is a conversation I've had with a lot of these talks that I, you know, go for a lot of college students who come up to me and ask me, as like, your only thing has to be purpose. Purpose will, you know, override passion by miles because you could be passionate about a lot of things. But if you feel you have that purpose, then you will still be at it. And my purpose was that I wanted to do this. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to help and heal, you know, uh, uh, people and pets across so I knew that the larger cause was a lot bigger than my initial discomfort you know as an organization and uh, so yeah there's been many times uh, we've had negative sales you know for uh, you know on, on certain days and weeks and you know we've questioned what to do uh, uh, you know next so yeah the advertising part has been the most uh, challenging uh, part in this whole thing and believe me uh, in all of my experience, obviously, I've, I've never experienced advertising for the uh, CBD sector per se, but I come from uh, the background of uh, lifestyle, very strong lifestyle and beauty sector. So because I was handling marketing for Lakme. Okay. So uh, I, I kind of used the same ideology of making, uh, you know, the product promise, talking about the benefits of the product. So I my whole uh, uh, marketing strategy for Osher has always been to keep the uh, product benefit at the forefront versus uh, and of course the product is premium packaging everything so we have to tick all the boxes there is no way around it you know you can't give the customer a substandard product and just say that you know deal with it in in terms of even its physicality everything needs to be you know uh, above you know uh, expect uh, expectation i would say because uh, the price of the product is still on a premium at this point in india yeah. Having said that, the strategy was always to keep the products uh, promise first, the products benefit at first. And uh, we tried to, uh, you know, marry the benefit and the product promise and what it like the premiumness of it together and then kind of go to uh, audience with it. And education has been one of the major uh, and the strongest point of it because I see the only gap here is uh, every one of us have I would say almost 80% of us will say that, you know, we do feel a certain amount of anxiousness. We do feel, uh, you know, that we don't sleep as well as we should or good. And, you know, like, and I'm right now just talking very superficial lifestyle related stuff, right? But then there is a deeper uh, issue of chronic pain, joint pain, lifestyle related issues. There is, you know, of course, people are dealing with more serious ailments like IDS, epilepsy, Parkinson, uh, even cancer. Right. But just at the, the level one, most of us are dealing with this, you know, issue. So if you know that there is a product out there, which is absolutely plant based, uh, you know, uh, side effect free and, uh, you know, uh, so healing, why wouldn't you want to use it? You know, so the only gap between these two was the knowledge and the education. You know, a lot of stigma was obviously, uh, you know, surrounding cannabis. Yeah. 
which has been one of our uh, biggest, uh, I wouldn't say challenges, but our education in that area has been the most to destigmatize it, to tell that it's legal. It's an Ayurvedic medicine. We have an Ayurvedic license from Ayush, you know. So spreading that awareness has been very important for us. And uh, yeah, once we actually bridged that gap, it was seamless. Like, you know, and, and, and I'm saying this uh, confidently that I know it for a fact that tomorrow, uh, uh, you know, even when someone who's not aware that cannabis is legal becomes aware that it's legal and they get to know the benefits of it would immediately want to, if not adopt it, at least give it a try. I would tell you our customers range from obviously 18 above because it's a prescription-based medicine. But 18 to up to like even 90-year-old customers come up down to our office in Delhi, you know, who are not so digitally savvy and their children perhaps uh, sitting abroad, you know, uh, happened upon our website and they've told their parents to just come down. So we have such patience as well coming in. Absolutely. I think well, you hit, hit, hit the nail on the head for products which are innovative, which are new, which... Uh, which come out like this, which has never been done before, right? And bringing CBD products uh, or cannabis or DHC, as you say, is is something new. Uh, I think education is the most important uh, pillar that you have to have because you're going to have your early adopters, but education is needed for more and more people to come in and try the product. That's one. The second is uh, when you said, uh, passion. I mean, your purpose, your business is purpose-driven. Your goal is purpose-driven. So when you have that, it's always going to be easier to navigate the challenges. I'm not saying the challenge becomes easy, but I'm saying at least you know why you're doing this versus when you're doing a business just for money. So I think great points you made over there. My um, next question for you is that now, since you know, since COVID, actually, I, I'm observing the marketplace. A lot of uh, cannabis products are out there for health reasons, for sleep, for pain relief, for pets, all of this. Yeah. And um, has it made, so I would say there's competition. I don't know if it's in the same segment, but there are products out there. So this is an industry. It's a new industry. Has it therefore made it easier uh, and therefore there's more awareness because there are other players as well and you're not the only one? Um, has it also helped in terms of the government working with you in, you know, coming out with uh, regulations which are easier for you to do business with. Talk to us about that. Actually, uh, yeah, competition is there and it's increasing, uh, you know, uh, day in, day out. Yeah. But I actually think that's a good thing for the industry because the more players come in, the yeah. faster we grow, the faster the knowledge because everyone will put in effort behind education, right? And uh, that's the compounding effect of an industry at large, right? So first, when we started, there were like less than a handful of players and now so many more have come up, right? And which is a good thing. And now we even have an association, you know, we are associated with certain associations which are hemp-related, which are also trying to kind of push the cause of cannabis and medical cannabis ahead. So uh, I would say, and I take it in a very positive sense that it's actually a good thing. And uh, I actually want more and more entrepreneurs in this space, even innovation, even if not cannabis, medical cannabis. You know, in hemp sector it's, as well, you can see so much growth has happened. Yeah. And uh, at a government level, I definitely think it has been uh, slightly challenging at start because of all the advertising, you know, restrictions that we have, etc. But uh, I would say it's been uh, more than comfortable for us as a business to function. 
uh, it's never been uh, an issue or any obstacles we faced from the government. They've been very, very uh, supportive. Uh, you know, they want to help, uh, you know, uh, our industry and sector as much as we can. Of course, there are certain bodies which are involved, you know, because we are still dealing with a, uh, you know, scheduled drug at the end of the day. So there are certain bodies which are keeping things in check, which is, of course, with good reason. But again, the only gap is knowledge and education, as I said, right? So once that percolates down, even at the government sector, which is what we are trying to do, you know, very, very strongly. And when that happens, I'm sure we could hopefully reach a point, you know, in the coming years where uh, medical cannabis will be like OTC and hopefully maybe prescription free as well. Yeah. So you shared that, uh, you know, Instagram has been really helpful for uh, the way the business has grown. Uh, so tell me, uh, because normally a lot of new business owners, either they're doing a lot of Instagram or they do it a little bit, then if they don't have early success, they give up. So tell us how uh, social media, what methodologies have really helped you put the word out there about Aushit, Um And what has been your best marketing, um, I would say, strategy or marketing pathway that has worked for uh, Aushit? If you can share as much as you can share, of course. Not to give away all your secrets. I will not, I will not give my secret sauce, but yeah. I can give a little bit of it for sure. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, apart from social media, like as I said, right, uh, Instagram is the end place where we are leading the customer to our website for the purchase, right, for the conversion. But there are a lot of other factors which support that case. And uh, as I said, right, there's a lot of advertising issues, a lot of times... 80% of our times, the ads get rejected, accounts get blocked. I've lost so many accounts, you know, doing the trial and error because they would get shut down. Uh, you know, accounts because of uh, uh, Facebook uh, uh, meta policies, right? So in parallel, we work very strongly on our SEO. And that is something, uh, you know, which which I think has uh, helped things, uh, helped kept things afloat. Uh, and that's been very important for us. Uh, coming to Instagram, what's worked for us the most, and I'll tell you, I, I want to bust some myth here, and it's controversial, but something that did not work for us at all has been influencer marketing. Oh. And I, everyone swears by it, but I think the uh, and and and, I'm, and I have my reasoning for it also, right? Because I tend to uh, want to get into why is something not working before just okay, numbers are not matching, we'll get it the next. Now, the thing is uh, that there was a lot of credibility for influencers back in the day. In fact, I myself dabbled with, you know, food blogging uh, eight years ago, you know. So I also used to have an active blog, but then I stopped. Uh, but uh, at that time, there was a novelty attached to a common person who has a specialty, who is exploring and suggesting and advising and sharing their recommendations with a larger audience. You know, so it's almost like... Uh, a, a recommendation from a friend who you think is an expert in a certain area. Yeah. As we went along and as people started monetizing it and it's great, I think as an industry, it is so great and I'm seeing all, you know, young entrepreneurs who are like such great, uh, you know, bloggers, influencers doing such great work. Uh, uh, but, you know, the monetization of it has become to a level where one day you're talking about, you know, Keristas, the next day you're talking about Sunsilk. You know, so like which which is the better shampoo? You don't know because everybody is, uh, you know, uh, talking about something else the other day. Mm. So uh, the uh, novelty and the credibility of uh, influencers in, in this space, especially, and I'm dealing in a very, very serious medical space, right? 
so i do not want to make it frivolous at all uh, uh because it's a more uh, uh, serious uh, product category having said that uh what did work for me in the uh, uh influencer space were actually expert influencers so mm-hmm. instead of going to generic influencers of fashion beauty lifestyle etc you know even uh, mother bloggers etc all of that who i did uh, connect with and actually we were fortunate enough to actually have inquiries from some of our customers mm-hmm. who were who happened to be you know expert influencers so like fitness experts nutritionist health experts these people when they did brand advocacy for us by the way all pro bono because obviously we're a startup we can't yeah. pay at this point uh, that has worked very well for us okay. you know and uh, that's been our uh, uh, secret to somewhat uh, getting more uh, credibility in our customer eyes for sure like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now stay tuned as we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side of the show so i have i you know i was going through your uh, website i was reading through the faqs and uh, of course i love the question where you say are you going to get high and uh, you know you answer that saying no you're not going to get high uh, very relevant uh, but you know most of your products are prescription products right what has been what have you seen the with the medical profession have they um, you know adopted it are they recommending it or is that again another uh, you know roadblock that you're facing uh so actually this is a very uh, important question and i'll tell you the back story to it at first uh, of course we have an ayurvedic license right so an ayurvedic doctor right off the bat can prescribe the product but it was actually the uh, ayurvedic doctors who were not aware about this product at the level the way you know uh, the west world is so there was a lot of education and knowledge that we shared and we did a lot of training of doctors also mm-hmm. at all and i'm sure a lot of other companies must have also done the same uh, so at first uh, i wouldn't say there was apprehension but uh, you know it wasn't a complete adoption immediately mm-hmm. but it grown substantially uh, ironically it's the mds you know the allopathic doctors who've always been aware of it and were very open to trying it out but the only missing piece of the puzzle is actual clinic, clinical trials mm-hmm. uh, of course happened uh, you know uh, in america and europe at large but in india and as a start of course clinical trials take a lot of money right so we uh, we do have reports of our own patients and our own uh, you know case studies that we have which we uh, you know share with uh, other doctors and uh, you know uh, share the improvement the patients have had and uh, doctors are very very open to it but yes uh, starting from 2021 to now 2023 there's been a huge improvement you know from uh, physiotherapists to pain specialists to mds you know recommending the product yes of course uh, we've not even scratched the surface when it comes to you know all of the medical doctors kind of adopting the product and prescribing it of course we have the big pharma to fight with there right yeah. however uh, uh, our biggest champions have been our own customers you know who who actually come and speak to their own doctors and tell them that you know i i tried this it improved my condition in fact we had a patient uh and we have a very good cancer specialist uh, with us on our website onboarded and uh, he was working with a patient uh, a lady who was in her uh, 60s and she had a very severe case of fibromyalgia okay. and uh, we have a product which is called Kamasoot 
which is uh, you know medical cannabis in a capsule because we have oil in a format and capsule and as indians you know i think easier for us to just take pills than uh, you know oils perhaps and that's the reason why we launched our uh, capsule which which have done really well in the market okay. and anyways uh, the doctor prescribed her the product and the doctor told us that you know uh, within a month of her consumption she came back and she actually specially came to just thank him because she felt so relieved almost 70% relief of all her pain you know and someone who deals with fibromyalgia will know that it's literally a pain of the full entire nervous system of the body where you know even a slight movement mm-hmm. or walking one step ahead pains you know so for her to get relieved of that pain is a very big deal so we have such cases and you know doctors uh, patients coming back to their own uh, uh, you know doctors and giving good feedback that's worked with us but now we are planning and you know uh, definitely uh, spreading out more in the medical fraternity and uh, having more conversation with doctors okay great i mean that's an amazing uh, story uh, for somebody to have such relief right and this is what we hear about this is what a lot of people are sharing online as well after trying uh, cbd now my uh, question for you is let's assume that i'm an entrepreneur who's launching maybe a cbd maybe a new alternative therapy type of product um what would your advice be to someone who's just starting out in terms of how they kind of take this to market how they educate and market what would your advice be if you have like one or two tips that you'd like to share for a newbie entrepreneur who's starting out and in a space where uh, it's new i mean you have to educate um, what is your advice to them so again i'll, I'll uh, go back to first uh, only launch something which you are uh, you know every every marketing guru or you know entrepreneur will tell you that look at the gap in the market you know first find the problem and then fix the problem with the solution of course that is a no brainer we need to have that but uh let's assume you've cracked that you know what is uh, required in the market you know what could be perhaps as your uh, you know uh, primary research that could be uh, well taken in the market and you've done all of that groundwork to start honestly uh, the first thing i would say is to have a very 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 strong uh, you know brand promise which is there you know work on your marketing and your branding uh, uh, you know whether it's a premium product or a mass sell product or whatever it is you need to have something which is attractive to the customer and flutter breaking you know whether you do that via the, via your communication whether you do that via your packaging whether you do that via whatever you know disruptive methodology that you adopt you know uh, there is a way to kind of as an entrepreneur the way to make impact long term is that your customer keeps coming back you know the only way you will become uh, you know uh, relevant in the customer eyes is if you're giving them something of value so need to make sure what you've created in the market or you're coming to the market with has value so you need to work really really strongly on that and uh, that's what we've done even at our end right if even if it's alternative wellness or anything else the brand promise needs to be so strong at the product level you know a lot of times we uh, sometimes work too much on perfect perfecting the product and not the communication and sometimes we- for too much on the communication and not the product it needs to be both i i will not say either or because yeah. both extremely intrinsically related to each other and important you know with a great marketing campaign which kind of is disruptive you will get your first thousand customers but they need to come back for you to be sustainable right 
and uh, and on the flip side if you've made a great product the customers don't going to come in until they don't know about you you know you need to attract the eyeballs so it's a very delicate mix of both but i would recommend that both is important and for a first time entrepreneur just right off the bat thick skin thick skin thick skin be so thick skin that nothing can phase you because you will face so many failures so many disappointments so many heartbreaks along the way of your business journey where you'll be like ki ye maine kya hi kiya maine kyu kiya kya ho raha hai you know you'll have that uh, a moment where uh, you know you're just sitting looking at your uh, life and you'll be like did i do a mistake but that's literally that dark tunnel and there is light at the end of the tunnel and i assure you there is so just keep at it perseverance thick skin and strong brand promise yeah i i think great advice especially the part about the thick skin because i mean whether it's alternative therapy whether it's coaching whether it's you know a tech product uh everywhere it's you go through the same uh you know pain you're going to have rejection you're going to have things that don't work you're going to have things that don't uh, take off the way you expect it to the one that you least expect will probably be the one that works exactly. so it's a very interesting yeah. journey yeah I have my next question for you is do you have like a community around uh, CBD like you know there are different community platforms where people um get together but did you have to do this as well to build a community do you have communities that exist um what's um, what's happening in that space if it does exist is it there very interesting question actually uh, as we speak what we are trying to build via oshad is a community uh but we've not done any tangible community building apart from what we have on our social media mm-hmm. but we have uh kind of interacted with and done cross promotion with a lot of communities right totally. so there are a lot of people who are cannabis enthusiasts in india mm-hmm. right and uh, uh many of them end up becoming customers uh you know who uh, you know already are strong uh kind of loyalist of this particular ingredient you know and who want to now uh, uh, you know come and experience this product at an at a venless level and at a medicinal level you know and that community has been our you know a very big torch bearer for us and uh, you know all of the stuff that we do the education that we do our main uh, primary objective with community building on our platforms has been via you know our uh, instagram has been via you know spreading uh, education and very uh, value added ed- uh, education you know so uh, in terms of for instance all of october was breast cancer awareness month so we uh, did like a series of posts around how to do the cells checkup you know and stuff like that directly not nothing which is pushing the product you know but a lot of it in the community is about spreading awareness and knowledge about health and wellness mm-hmm. and that therefore you know i would say that almost 70 to 80% of our uh base and our community on social uh, media is someone who's very serious about their health and wellness yeah. you know and at least if not uh, taking active steps about it is actively thinking about it which is step 1 for me right step 1 is not what you do of uh, step 1 is first you need to think about it so our community is very actively engaged and uh, with our blogs and all the information we do i on the ground uh, do a lot of talks with colleges a lot of college students and that's the community building which i'm trying to do and build you know like a lot of college ambassador programs and all of that where you know we can spread the word and you know i can interact with students myself who are uh, passionate about becoming entrepreneurs maybe some point of time or or want to know more about this industry or this product yeah. so these are the certain steps we're taking 
but we'll definitely would like to become more active in a community sense and much bigger as we go along uh, the reason i asked was because nowadays especially you see you know you have the vegan community you have different like you have the yoga groups you have the travel groups so i i would suspect that obviously there is a community around this it may be correlated in the sense it would be tied up with similar wellness um you know uh, which which are parallelly and supplementary to this industry like there may be a yoga group which is also into you know wants to try cbd and of course there are people like me who are watching or observing and they're thinking about which one they should try first um but educating ourselves you know just uh, taking uh, from your yoga point is that we just uh, deva folk uh, you know completed an event with a uh, a wellness community called vitality hours you know and we had an event with them where we were one of the uh, partners at the event and it was a full day wellness event where they were doing kundalini yoga they were doing some you know self care rituals and there was a full moon a meditation night or you know it it was very very interesting and invigorating and you know there were like around 80 people there and uh, and these were high intent customers for us yeah and community was all about wellness so it was a complete you know uh, brand fit so yeah. from that end also you know we we do such kind of collaborations and work in terms yeah. yeah i think yeah it's all helpful right very interesting to know my next question as we come we kind of heading towards uh, the end of the interview but so what's next at aushad what's next for you if you can like briefly share um a lot of fun thing slightly uh, early to share but i definitely would like to tell that we are entering uh, you know the sector of uh, mushroom wellness okay and, uh, you know we recently launched a product uh, which has cordyceps with it uh, called kama mushroom and uh, you know as we know that uh, you know apart from of course kind of medical cannabis being extremely uh, you know a therapeutic uh, medicine even mushroom comes with uh, comes with it a lot of uh, healing properties right and uh, so we're trying to marry both of them and we are uh, you know thinking a lot on those lines on you know new product formats we recently launched uh, just as of uh, a month back launched a excellent muscle recovery gel so we're entering topical market now cuz uh, most of our products were edible so yeah. now we have balm gels roll ons uh, you know which are doing well in the market so pushing those out and yeah that's what we're testing <laughs> okay looking forward to that uh i do have a question on investors uh i know it's early days but do you see investor interest happening in this space 100% we already have uh, in, uh you know interest from uh, we keep having uh, you know uh somewhat calls trying to understand what's happening in the market right now uh you know we are keeping our eyes and ears open uh but we would like to be bootstrapped uh, to uh, you know for the time being but we're definitely you know very open to conversations and having conversations across with all sort of investors and yes there is definitely a good interest in the market i would say so this is a sector which is pretty much i'm i'm seeing which will grow phenomenally yeah i think this is like the next it's like a sunrise industry right it's the next thing that's uh, coming up um and finally um you know let's talk about you bring it back to you um uh, i know that you said purpose is what keeps you going uh but what else i mean what makes you wake up even on the bad days besides of course the purpose is there something else that inspires you to keep going or how do you keep going like how do you maybe you had a bad day how do you bring yourself back and uh keep going 
do you have some tips some of course some calls i have to uh, so there is obviously a very politically correct answer to this also i'm not politically correct ever good there, you know there is a strong inner voice in me which is like you know i i have this uh, inner critic and which most women do i feel you know where we think that uh, we need to be perfect to first even try to attempt something you know we procrastinate we do so many things and i'm just doing this to shut my own inner critic down every day that you know because i thought i don't have it in me to be an entrepreneur and i had to prove that wrong i don't have it in me to you know build and scale my uh, you know uh, firm prove that wrong i don't have it in me on low days to pick myself back up and still do it you know if i'm facing a a personal crisis will i still be able to do justice at work and if i'm facing a work crisis can i do justice on a personal front all of these things are all in the air and those dynamics and you have to keep you know kind of silencing your inner critic and uh, you know what i have noticed is that we care a lot about uh, silencing the haters whatever we want to call it that you have to prove something to the world but quite honestly my journey as uh, just purely on the basis of a woman would be that you know the minute you make your inner self confident and your and you shut down your inner critic by challenging every doubt that comes inside it can i do it uh, am i good enough that will actually be the most satisfying feeling in the world so what keeps me going every day and every day i fail by the way every day i want to uh do my pilates also i want to do meditation also I want to read two chapters in a book also then come to work and then kill it and then eat healthy i am failing at least on 50% of those things but i gain try again because that is life right and i have to keep doing it because at the end of the day i have to live with me right and and the the difference that i'm making in people's lives or even if there is one girl somewhere who is getting inspired by my story that you know like life can beat you down but you still have to get up you know like if i start from my story of my career when i started up in bombay you know and i've dealt with some really amazing mentors but i've also at the other end of the spectrum been with some really horrible horrific bosses you know who were uh, who i i actually questioned humanity in them you know so all of those things uh, you know when when i've seen a mixture of all of it you know and and a girl sitting in that uh, you know in that desk job again having the similar kind of crisis that i did and she she is thinking that is there a way out there is just please keep at it and you know uh, all entrepreneurs you know uh, young uh, uh, boys and girls who want to get into this never stop upskilling i know i didn't have the luxury at that time of having such great resources online we have coursera we have so many you know uh, uh, certifications and everything available online so one thing that keeps me going is that i keep going to uh, colleges uh, to kind of upskill myself uh, you know for uh, executive programs leadership programs and courses you know which which helps me not only to kind of uh, buff up my knowledge but also network and get more inspiration from other people around me you know because when you're working in a silo of your own industry yeah. uh, you know your growth is very limited to that so uh, you know everyone just keep upskilling keep working keep learning more things even with someone you think is of no value to you perhaps you feel that you know okay what can someone from for instance finance department teach me if i'm in the marketing department tomorrow you could be an entrepreneur my biggest setback has been my maths which has been horrible right I, and i should have paid more attention to finance department i feel but uh, that's about it anyone and anyone could be a teacher 
and you know keep your ears and eyes open and that's what even keeps me going to kind of prove my inner critic wrong every day and uh, to just keep getting back up i love i love how you're sharing this and i feel like what comes through so much is your authenticity you're not like just you know just here for the time being we're hoping that you'll get invested then sell out and go you you purely like you're so authentic and i i want to try cbd because i feel like okay raja is not selling me some some bs product you know it, there could be something to this and i think that's so important for a founder um and uh being able to articulate that yeah i also have all these failures no no days similar so yeah thank you for sharing that but before i let you go here are a couple of things it is one uh, it's like a it's very karanjohar style rapid fire but i'm just going <laughs> to i'm going to ask you like a couple of things and i want you to say what comes to mind first if there's one product everybody must try at oshad which one should they go for starting they just start cool which what kamasool it's our capsule which is uh, uh you know we have right. class and a kamasool so this is the starting part of it 100% you should try start okay um if i'm uh, what comes to mind when i say the word sleep oh so many things i don't even know where to say uh, when i think of sleep i feel uh, a sense of peace come within me because it's such a luxury now so the minute when you say sleep i automatically think of peace because you know a good sleep is actually one of the biggest luxuries we have today and and automatically gives you a sense of serenity and peace okay a favorite ritual to start your day you for you that you want to start your day with honestly i don't want to lie my favorite ritual used to be instagram which still is first thing i open in the morning but it is so bad for your mental health please don't listen to me that is not a good ritual to follow at all so now i'm trying to first do some chanting or some meditation or or if not nothing else just drink water like anything but first 15 minutes look at my phone that's what i'm trying again i'm a work in progress so while it's my favorite ritual it is not a healthy ritual so don't do that okay what's your favorite um like when you want to take a break from work from business what's what's the thing that you like to do or travel 100% that's the world has been my biggest teacher i do a lot of solo travels i i in fact did one just in september uh then i uh, ended up meeting my friend there also and then we combined the trip but i travel like a lot and and that has been my biggest stress reliever stress buster like it's it's amazing there's so much to learn when you meet people from other cultures and uh, yeah that's been my biggest uh... okay and finally what comes to mind when i say health Besides health as well, you're not allowed to say that. But besides that, what comes to mind when I say health? Oh, health and wellness. Oh, when I say, I would say it is priority immediately. With the minute you say health, I would say priority because uh, at the like literally in my thirties, I can tell you, I took so many things for granted in my twenties, which are coming back and biting me in the bum. You know, <laughs> my posture to uh, how often I'm active. to how often uh, you know my screen time is everything we take so many things for granted which you start seeing slowly uh, it come up but it's not difficult and it's not going to be a problem in your 30s but when that first sign comes because i speak to so many patients now that first sign was there in your 30s but you didn't take it seriously and it flared up in your 40s and 50s right so take your health and your wellness as your priority it's not a luxury anymore it's actually priority all right 
with that, uh, any last message that you want to share with our audience? Of course, we are going to be sharing all the links and uh, for people to connect to buy. Uh, the website link also will be shared. Is there anything else you'd like to leave as a message to our audience uh, before I let you go? Sure. Like, thank you so much firstly for having me and to all the listeners and everyone who's uh, tuning in. Uh, please feel free to, uh, you know, uh, drop me a message anytime. Of course, Savita will link everything. But if you have any doubts or any curiosity around this sector where you want to learn more or you want to, you know, build your own particular startup or just as a consumer you want to understand more feel free to drop me a message i'm very happy very well but in fact our customer care is done by the founders itself between me and mm -hmm. so oh yeah we we will directly answer your question that's a first and that's such a i mean that's such a hard-hitting uh, connection to customers i think that's brilliant uh, a lot of people i don't do that enough and i feel like you're yeah, listening to your customers is most important especially in the early days yeah, I mean, I don't know how long we can sustain it, uh, you know, and we do uh, interimly have some help. But 90% uh, of the time, in fact, the Instagram is completely looked out by me. And, uh, you know, even the customer care, the number that we have, you know, we kind of split it between the both of us and then we have one more teammate. But literally no message goes unread from us, from the founders. And we, we make sure that every query is answered. Yeah. So that's your USP for sure. But yeah, I've got it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for giving me this time. You've been so generous with your time. And of course, if there's any way that we all can support you, we will do so. Thank you for your time. And we hope to stay connected and bring you back um, maybe uh, in a little while for part two and to see how Oshad has grown as we go. For sure, for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Richa. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode and you want more, you can go to the show notes on my website, which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.